Welcome back, everybody, to Surviving Hollywood. I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. I am Aaron Arnold. I'm Austin Arnold. And uh, we just sat down with actress Sierra Payton, uh, who is uh, probably most notably known from the new TV show, The Oval, on BET. Wednesday nights. Tune there, in. There it is. Um, and um, we just talked to her about her acting career. She's done like a bunch of different things, from working with Steven Seagal, starting off, to uh, now being on The Oval and also working with Tyler Perry on other various projects. Yeah. She tells us how she started in uh, New York, North Carolina, got her first agent. If you're an actor coming up in this business, she told great stories. Yeah, she was a really lovely guest, I thought. She told us basically starting in New Orleans after Katrina hit. She, yeah. or, you know, she got wiped out, basically. Moved to New York. Uh, I think she booked the Steven Seagal thing in New York. She 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 booked it in uh, New Orleans, where she was in, in New college. Orleans. Yeah, okay. Um, but she basically talks about you know waiting tables, seeing celebrities, and how eventually she went from an extra on a Tyler Perry movie to booking uh, a Tyler Perry movie, and now she's in obviously the Tyler Perry show on BET, The yeah. Oval. So it's just like a, a success story all around. It's great. And I thought it was kind of cool that she talked about some uh, some of those projects that you got close to. Like she said, she was. It was between her and someone else for Shameless. I mean, being test testing for that and testing for other multiple shows, and it's like where you get so close, and it's like then back on Monday, got to go back to the restaurant to wait tables. And then you go, well, it's okay, you know, Shameless probably going to have one season, maybe. Right. But no, people won't out. even know that show. Oh wait, <laughs> still on. There it is. is it still on. I think so. Yeah, it's still on. I don't even know what season they're on now. But um, really? I really liked uh, talking to her. She also had a uh, cosmetic line that we kind of got into. Vegan closet cosmetic line. For sensitive skin. She, she said she, she made it herself because on set, all the uh, products would always irritate her skin. And she's like, what if they want me to wear something and I can't do it? Aaron was excited about that. Uh-huh. I already ordered some. Quit ramming your veganism down <laughs> our throats. Hey, that's what I do. Uh, anyway, I thought it was a really good, a really good conversation. Loved uh, it. she was lovely. I predict big things for her. You can just tell. Yeah. It's very lovely. Well, that's, that came true, dude, because <laughs> it's big things happening. are happening. Wow. The wheel, I, can I pick them? The, <laughs> the wheels are turning and, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think you guys get a lot out of it, especially those, uh, struggling actors out there. Uh, hey, there's three of them right here. So we get whoop, it. Whoop. We get it. So you guys just stay tuned. Yeah. Well, you were actually just telling us right before we kicked off that you're mm -hmm. from New Orleans. I'm from New Orleans. And uh, I sadly brought up the fact about the Saints. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, by the way. I know. They break my heart, but... Close. Very close. Getting close. I, I feel like Drew Brees, he has just one more left in him. You think so? I think he's still got a couple. Oh, okay. A couple years. Well, thank you. I'll, I'll take. I'll, I'll, I'll take. No, I'm talking about one more ring. Oh, okay. Him. Oh, okay. Like, I thought you meant like other... years playing. Oh no, I, okay. he, I'm sure he could play until he's like 60. Right. Right. Yeah, he, I mean, he's he's still elite. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. He's still yeah, elite. man. That's the breeze. But it no, is. I I I have faith in my Saints. I mean, I don't keep up that much. Um, but you know. I was born on Super Bowl Sunday, so it's it's in my really? my blood okay. football. <laughs> so wow. All right. I could tap in here and there and be like, okay, this is gonna be a good season. You know? So now that you live in Los Angeles, are you partially a Rams fan? 
Uh, no. Okay. No, it's okay. No, I don't, unfortunately, I, don't, I, don't, I hate the Rams, by the way. Just throwing <laughs> it out there. I don't think people in Los Angeles are Rams fans. I don't think they know that we have a football team. Yeah. <laughs> like, Once the stadium opens up, then exactly. it'll be official. Yeah, I would love to go to a game, though. Totally. Like, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. You can see them play the Saints, maybe? Yeah. I, that's what I would go for. Right. You know? That's and the advantage. And then just grab my Mardi Gras stuff and just go and have a good time, you know? So um, when did you actually move down here from New Orleans or how was that? Um, you know, I didn't move here directly from New Orleans. Okay. And uh, it's actually funny. This year is my 10th anniversary in Los Angeles. Welcome. So yes, nice. yes. Uh, but I moved out here from New York okay. uh, 10 years ago. And that just came about because it was just a crazy whirlwind of a story. But um, I was living in New York doing the the actor thing there, working at a restaurant, Joe Allen restaurant on um, 48th Street. Check them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what? They have the best meat, meatloaf there. And by the way, I served meatloaf to um, uh, uh, Al Pacino. At, well, at the restaurant. At okay. the restaurant, okay. yeah. Hoo-wah. we Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he said that when you gave it to him. I, I think he did, actually. He was like, meatloaf. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's what you um, want. But no, that was like just a really famous restaurant in New York okay. um, because it's right next to, you know, some of the theaters. And so all the actors after, you know, they mm. finished getting out of hair and makeup on their Broadway show, they would come in and, you know, come get a cappuccino or something at Joe Allen restaurant. So shout out to them. And you'd give them your headshot? Uh, we would probably get fired if we did yeah, that. Frowned you know? upon. Yeah. They knew that we all were actors there. And, okay. You know, Um but so I was working there. I'd, I had been living in New York for about two and a half years by that time. Uh, just graduated from college. And I just, I always heard, you know, don't go out to L.A. until L.A. calls you. And so I, you know, was doing my thing in New York, doing some theater. I booked some commercials. I got my first, like, soap opera gig nice. there. And, and how do you think that that kind of compares to here a little bit? Do you feel like it was tougher over there than here? No, actually. Okay. I, when I got to New York, the transition was really easy. Um, you know, also the school that I went to, we have a lot of alumni from that school that okay. live in New York. So the they community. Plug you in. Yeah. And yeah. the community that we lived in, the neighborhood was uh, Astoria, Queens, where okay. a lot of alumni just live. So it was just like being back in college. Who man. are some alumni? Anybody uh, that we would know? Uh, or just. Just working people. Working people, but, you know, like, there's, um, we got Wesley Taylor, who's on Broadway, Isaac Powell, who he's uh, engaged to, um, well, Manny Patinkin went to our school. Nice. Uh, Mary Louise Parker. I recognize those two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jada Pinkett actually went to our school, but, nice. you know. For like a year. Okay. Um, Before she met Tupac. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think she was like, I think she knew Tupac by that time. But they, yeah. They grew up together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. yeah. So, you know, so it was, it was the transition was way easier uh, going out to New York and just kind of having a couple people hold my hand and not feel so alone and isolated. Like I moved up there with um, a girlfriend of mine who was in college with me, like her dad just came to our dorms and was like, I'm going to help you ladies pack. We're going to drive this U-Haul up yeah. to New York and we're going to, we're going to get an apartment. I was like, heck yeah, let's do it. Was so the, was the plan to always kind of do theater or was it just kind of like, I'm just figuring it out? Uh, for me, it was cause I, I had such a different path. Um, for me, you know, I had got my first taste of doing film by doing flight of fury with Steven Seagal while I was in college 
And so at first when I went to college, I was like, you know, I can totally see myself doing theater, being on Broadway. I have a profound respect for theater. It shaped me and taught me everything I need to know about acting. But when I went and I did that movie, I was like, wow, there's there's something there. You booked you know? that in college? Mm-hmm, in college. Whoa, you must have been the big deal. Uh, it was it was it was definitely uh, Steven Seagal. I mean, yeah, I mean it, it was it was an interesting time. Intense. <laughs> yeah. Intense. Seagal? Yeah. Oh well, with Steven. Working with him. Yeah. No, it was great working with Steven. Right. He's but no, you he, know, like being the only person in my class working on like yeah. a feature film and going back to school, it was it was interesting. You Steven know? Seagal, known to be level level headed and just all around nice guy, was he? Nice to you as a co-star? Yeah, he was nice. Okay. And he actually taught me a lot of stuff about the business. But cool. like one of the really cool things uh, that he taught me was all the combat and fight stuff, which I was nice. like, heck yeah. You know, like I got to like learn how to shoot a gun from Steven Seagal, Whoa. which is like nice. really cool. Don't they hire a professional to teach you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, he's he a, is professional, a professional. Player, okay. You know, right. yeah. And... Um, <laughs> Gosh, I'm terrible. I'm going to forget what the that the fighting form is that he is highly skilled at. It's, uh, He's probably listening Akito? right now. Akito, actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, he was like all trained and all of that. But you know, there was just when I first got there, I never even stood in front of a camera before. I didn't even know what a mark was. I mm. didn't even, I didn't know any of that stuff. And my first scene when I went there uh, was my my fight scene. And there was a point where, you know, I had to, like, point the gun and shoot the girl. And I didn't even know, like, the certain, like, onset etiquette that you have when you're holding weapons. Mm. And I was just, like, you know, after they yell cut and everything, I'm still holding this gun and, like, just, like, pointing it around uh, and stuff. Any notes or... Exactly, uh, (laughs) you know, like... And and so stuff like that, like, Steven was just kind of like, hey, you know, like, put the gun away. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I did that. I left school for about six weeks and went to go shoot that in Romania. Came back to school, and I, I stayed in school. I, I was like, I'm going to get this degree, you know. Did you book that through an agent? Like, did you have an I agent did. in college? No, well, not technically. So basically, 2005 Hurricane Katrina had hit. New Orleans. And prior to that, I was working at a restaurant. Um, so I would go back home during the summers while mm. I was away for college. Um, I would come back home, go work at my restaurant uh, job. And also I was teaching at the same time too at a summer camp. And there was a, a lady that just, she used to come in all the time and she was a local agent. She just was always like, if you're ever interested, give me a call, give me a call. And I gave her my information at one point, And she used to just like, send me on little like model calls here and there. But, you know, we never like signed a contract or she never was like exclusively repping me. So Katrina had hit and I was just kind of, you know, everything you saw on the news that happened, like it totally affected my family. Mm. We were displaced. I had actually gone back to school um, after Katrina because I was, uh, I had to evacuate. I was in Baton Rouge for about 10 days separated from my family and my school actually wired me $500 to just, you know, figure out a way to get back to North Carolina because we just didn't have, yeah. we were just stranded. I was with, um, no resources, nothing, no, nothing. Yeah. I mean, it took me, gosh, until like I drove out of, uh, Louisiana and I made it into Mississippi to finally like find gas for my car. Cause like I wasn't, I would have been stranded on the side of the road. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, it was just a really just devastating time yeah. and 
I went back to, to school and not a lot of people understood what I was going through, you know, like it was just a hard feeling and a hard thing to just kind of shake, you know, just literally losing right. your home, being separated from your family, all this stuff. And so kind of pretending like nothing happened. It's yeah. like, now I just go back to And then you go to now. a drama school and it's right. like boot camp. So it, and yeah. it's emotional. They boot want camp. you to use that. Exactly. Did it help though? I mean, using some of that maybe? No, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, I, you know, they talk about PTSD and everything. And I think I definitely experienced that on some level. So I was just very, uh, just shell shocked, you know, and, and, my grandmother passed away during it all too. So like after I'd gone back to school, I had to go back down in New Orleans, you know, for her funeral and stuff. Wow. So, you know, it was just all of those things that had happened and it made me just put a lot of things in perspective because, you know, family was important, especially during that time. I didn't give a crap about materialism. I didn't, you know, there's just things that I was like, wow, there's bigger things to life. And then I'm at this drama school and, you know, we're crying because we can't memorize our lines. And so, you know, it was, it, for me, I was like, wow, there has to be something bigger to life than, than what I'm experiencing right now. Yeah. And, you know, Katrina just put a lot of that into perspective. So I actually was like, I'm going to go back to New Orleans. Uh, this was 2006. It was around Mardi Gras time. And I was just like, you know, I want to be around my people. I just want to go back to New Orleans. And at that time, I was actually seriously considering going to school to be a nurse or a doctor to some type oh, of capacity. Giving it all up. Yeah. But you decided to play one on TV. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, um, yeah, I, I had applied to Tulane and Loyola university and I was like, I'm just going to go back home. I'm going to go check out these campuses. I'm going to talk to the teachers and just see what I got to do to get in. And, uh, I'm going to just, you know, go and hang out for Mardi Gras and like be right. with my family and stuff. And while I was home, I got that that call from that agent that was like, hey, Steven Seagal's in town. He's, that agent uh, that you had? Yeah, the, the woman that I knew that used to come into wow. the restaurant. She was like, he's auditioning for this movie. And I was so like, that was in New Orleans then? Mm -hmm. so and was he was actually auditioning for another movie mm. at that time. And uh, I don't know what happened with that movie, but I auditioned for that one. And then he had this movie, Flight of Fury. Why do you think you got it? You know, because you were like a, an unknown at the time. Yeah, I think because I just had an attitude that I just, I didn't care. Like, I, I felt like I didn't have anything to lose. It, it didn't matter to me. Um, I actually, when she called me about the audition, I was just like, yeah, okay. And I just like, you know, I was like, yeah, I'll go. And I just, I just yeah. didn't feel like going. I just put the phone down and I just like was hanging out with my brother and right. we were eating. And I just Other sat there and continued eating yeah. and like, an hour had passed and she was like, they're looking for you. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I'll go, you know? So like, and, and I mean, and not saying that, you know, please actors like don't do that, but it worked for you. It, it worked I was, I was for taking that, notes. I'm know? like, all right, maybe that's what I got to do. Just Prepare less. I do think Just. that there is a, you know, a secret to not, you know, to not caring right. for not making it like a life or death situation. I feel like I we agree. do that a lot. Cause um, it really isn't. I mean, yeah. really it's like, it's all subjective too. It's like I like to say you know. outcome independent when yeah. you're going in the room and just, you know, I'm gonna do my thing and then mm -hmm. and you just you you go in and you show them, you know, what you got and you try to, you know, be the best puzzle piece to, you know, the puzzle that they're trying to build. And yeah. if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And you know, so that was my first like real professional audition, my first mm. professional gig. Um It's kinda of like this weird blessing though, because if you hadn't come back to New Orleans, would you even have no, done that. I'm so sure. Uh, school, yeah. Then mm -hmm. And I think, you know, on a, on a deeper level, um, 
it was all meant to be because mm. the role that I was playing, I mean, you know, coming out of Katrina, coming through such a difficult time, you know, I, I felt very um, guarded and very, you know, just unsure about, you know, who I was, what I was doing, is this acting stuff right? And then I get to play a role where, you know, I'm really exercising my strength and my courage and I'm fighting, you know, phys physically fighting, but, yeah. you know, also, you know, emotionally fighting and, you know, just really discovering my strength, you know, as a woman and as an actor and just as somebody that just experienced, you know, some, you know, immense trauma and pain. And so I think for me, it was just like my, you know, my Roy, my warrior calling, you know, and, and I, I found that in that role and in that experience. And so, um, so yeah, so that was my, my first experience. And that was when I was like, okay, I think film and TV is something that I definitely, you know, can tap into. And for me, that kind of sealed the deal of like, yeah, you should be acting Sierra or, you know, at least go, go on for the ride of it. Right. And, um, did and that really launch you? Like as soon as you yeah. have that credit, did people take notice? Doors opened. Your um, agent was like, I'll sign you full time. People saw that movie. Yeah. People saw the movie. Yes and no. I mean, it was, you know, it, at the time, you know, Steven Seagal's career was also transitioning. And mm. so it was a direct to DVD, movie oh, uh yeah and I feel like it played on tv though oh yeah it, it played on tv a lot actually um and so which was which was you know cool Great. for me Absolutely. you know and for yeah. everybody involved um but yeah it, it opened up some doors and you know hindsight's 2020 i maybe i could have taken advantage of the opportunity more but i was so naive to just what this business is what this world is you know if I had myself talking down to myself back then, I would have been like, go yeah. to L.A., <laughs> take this movie, yeah. <laughs> go show it everywhere, make so, a reel out of it, something. But did you end up sticking around then after the movie, just staying there? I stayed in North Carolina, yeah, okay. after the movie. Okay. And uh, I did go back to New Orleans every summer. I ended up booking another movie and a couple of commercials after that. And, um, and then I graduated and uh, went straight to New York and mm. did more commercial work. And I did a couple of, like you know, Lifetime Movie of the Week type of stuff. Nice. And um, did the, like I said, the soap opera, All My Children. And so, you know, it definitely helped me just kind of anchor myself into being an actor. But I was still so, so, so very green and naive, you know, by the time I got to New York that I was like, whoa, this is, what is this audition process? What is this, you know? Is there a, uh, is there a trick to soap opera acting? Yes. That you found? What is it? You have to hold those gazes <laughs> and you do you have to you have to slow down you have to take your time on soap operas you know but it's all just it, it's yeah it, it is dramatic but it's like a right. slow dramatic you I, know i had an old acting teacher once tell me that the trick on the soap opera is to pretend like you always have a secret yeah and then he one time he was I like i was that. on set and then he thought about it and he's like i don't know what the secret is and all of a sudden, he got really confused, and he did really badly. <laughs> oh, I was no. like, I got so involved, like, what is my secret? And oh, then all of a sudden, goodness. I just don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, and he you, became a teacher. Yeah, there it is. You got to keep that secret, because you're getting, you know, shot from all different angles at one time, so yeah, got to keep that secret. And they do quick takes, right? And it's mm -hmm. fast, and it goes everything Yeah, like that. and, you know, soap opera is very close to theater, so, mm. you know, because it, it's, you feel very, like, in the moment, live, you know, there's not a lot of room for a lot of takes or starting over or anything. It's, it's like being on stage for two hours. So, so when did you decide to finally make the big move and head out west? Yeah. So, 
you know, uh, rewind back to, I'm sorry. I, I was working at the restaurant, Joe Allen restaurant, and I ended up, you know, De Niro walked in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. That would be really cool if he did. Um, but I, it, it was like my first taste of pilot season around that time. And so I was auditioning a lot. You had an agent by then. I had an agent by then, yes, in New York. And um, I, there was like a handful of projects that I auditioned for at once. And I just had a feeling, I was like, one of these, there's something with one of these. And I don't know, but I was like, I feel something with it. And uh, I ended up getting a call back. And I went up to the casting director's office in New York. I did the audition and... um, Again, like I just felt like, oh, that's that's interesting. Like, there's something with that. What was the project? Um, this project was Shameless, um, and oh, so I've heard of it. I yeah, have, I've never yeah. heard of it. So you know, it, it's a it's a great it's a great story on perseverance. So you know, I I'm in New York and doing my thing. I, I get this call back for this audition, and then a couple of days later, uh, my agent calls and she's like, "You're you're going out to L.A." And I was like, "Whoa, what?" And that's when I was like, oh, this is this is what they talk about. Like, don't go out mm-hmm. to L.A. until L.A. calls you. And so I was like, OK, what, what what's going on? I was like, oh, you're going to go to L.A. and test for Shameless. And so I, uh, I they, they fly me out. They put me up in a nice hotel. And so I go and I come out here. And I had been out here before because um, my school, we did a showcase out here, uh, I think, a year prior to this happening. And so... Um, so it, it was actually, you know, I wanted to come out here, but it was not the right time to come out to L.A. because the writer's strike was happening. And a lot of people mm. were just like, you know, trying to figure that all out and not really taking on new talent. So by the time I came out here, things had kind of lightened up a little bit. And I was like, OK. And I go over to Warner Brothers and I auditioned for John Levy. and For what role? For, for the role that Shinola ended up getting Shinola Hampton which mm. I forgot I watched the first five seasons of Shameless really but which, who is Shinola uh, she's the only black girl in that show. okay cool yeah it's the only <laughs> one I can think of <laughs> and you've seen all five seasons well, yeah. I, I know her now <laughs> all right well. she was great she yeah great. yeah she's great and she was I mean, and she and I we it got down between the two of us you know and so mm. and I liked her a lot she was really nice and you don't have uh, you don't have to you know you can just talk to us you hate once her. we stop oh no no, no 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 look I, and, and honestly like we ran into each other a couple times <laughs> since then like nothing but love you know and I'm truly a firm believer in this business you know what we do is that what's meant for you is meant for you like no one can take it away from you and so you know, I, I went in and I, you know, we just, we kept like just auditioning, auditioning, auditioning. Cause like we, we did our first round one day and then like the next day we did another. How and long were you in LA for? What I was out process? here for a week. Okay. And there were every day was new stuff? Not, not every day, but it was like that Monday and Tuesday we were auditioning. And okay. then like we had Wednesday and Thursday off. And then we came back like early morning on Friday and there was like a handful of girls and a handful of guys. And I mean, we just kept like, they kept like switching us off, switching mm. us off. Like, you know, okay, you go with him, you go with him, you go with him, blah, 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 blah. And then they like brought us in individually. And then, you know, and so we just kept going in, kept going in. And we still didn't know by the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Were they having you doing a bunch of different types of ways? Yeah. Like different notes yeah. every time? And then just kind of like having us just 
like just pair us off with like, see who works well with exactly else. exactly and so and then it was interesting because throughout the process they were sending people home and so it was Ooh. just like you kind of knew like oh man okay it's like a reality right. show yeah and then it just <laughs> yeah. like came down between me and shanola and then um steve steve howie i think uh yeah that's his name and so um well we were like well he got the role obviously for the guy but it was like you know for the two of us and so they just kept bringing us in and it was probably like another couple hours that we were just like they were probably torn yeah reading with steve yeah yeah and like we just kept like and i was like he was probably in heaven by that time because like we had to like keep kissing him like it was just stop trying he's like yeah whatever man i just i got the role it was just it was so funny (laughs) and so um so yeah so we you know we didn't know anything by the end of it and so i had to get back on a flight and go back out to new york and so on that monday morning i'm at joe allen restaurant putting on my apron and i get the mm. call and it's like you didn't get the part uh, damn. And i was like well i guess i gotta serve this meatloaf now. <laughs> like you know like and yeah. i mean and, and huge it, it, bummer it was yeah. it was it was it was quite devastating i have to say at that point you know in my life and but, you know, still I had that voice inside me. I was like, you know, this isn't the end. You know, like this isn't going to define the end of this journey for you. And, I mean, I, I would say the hardest thing at that point was, you know, the fact that, like, seeing the money that could have been going into, like, Hanging up that apron, yeah, you know what I mean? You know? It would have been nice. Yeah, and so, you know, and, and I did. I, I, I cried on the job that day. Like, I mean, I, I'll never forget. Shout out to Juwan uh Corbin, who is now a director, we worked there together and he was like consoling me in the back closet, you know, but, um, but yeah, but from there, I started getting a lot of calls to put myself on tape for projects that were out here in LA. And then the call was like, well, you know, can she come out here, you know, an audition or, you know, just kind of stick around for like a month or two because we're in pilot season now. And I was like, hmm, you know, yeah, I can do that. So I just... You know, I and it, uh, very, very fortunately, I had booked this like Macy's commercial in New York. So I took that money mm. and got on the next flight and came out here with my two suitcases and stayed at my godmother's house in Riverside. And, um, you know, that's just my mom, like she had just like sold her car or something that she had. And so Whoa. she had given me some money too to, um, you know, get a rental car while I was out here. And so, you know, I just, I just kind of made it work and it was, it was exhausting because I was living out in Riverside far, and yeah. driving yeah, out here almost every single day, yeah. you know, like auditioning. And then I ended up like testing for another thing and then like another thing. And like those things were just like not, not, you know, working. And and was this a New York agent that was getting those or yeah, in, well, in she LA? was actually, she was really good friends with the manager out here. Okay. And so she was, they were kind of like, you know, ping ponging yeah. back and forth okay. with me and um you know and the riverside stuff was just really challenging to like keep driving back and forth so i had some friends that lived out this way and i just was like look can i sleep on your couch for a little right. while like let's just you know work this out and so they're like well how long exactly i know <laughs> i know you know and, and that's the thing with I, hey all my friends and people that know me like they know i'll never like you know take advantage or like you know overstep my boundaries so they were all like yeah sure so I made sure to just give myself like three weeks at a time with people or like even mm. less, you know, and even when I was there, I was like, I'm going to make you feel like I'm not even here. So like yeah. do your thing, you know? And so, um, and then I ended up getting a job at the waffle, you know, and, um, 
What is that? Not to be confused with the Waffle House, right? No, that's yeah. what I know. Somebody exactly. said that earlier. They were like they were working at the Waffle. I don't remember, but that's a, is that's that a restaurant? restaurant. Yeah, the rest. Okay. Yeah, so the Waffle. It's been around for a minute. It's actually owned by uh, John Papsadera and Gavin Pallone. Oh, oh, oh nice. Mm-hmm. Where are those people? What area? Casting uh, director, right? Yeah, casting yeah. director and um, and writer producer. And it's over. It's in Hollywood, um, near the old Nickelodeon studios. Oh. Is that only a breakfast place or? Mm, yeah, we used to. Well, That's I don't work there anymore now, but, uh, but they Maybe. used to be open until like 3 a.m. But okay. I think now they close early or something. But yeah, so I just started setting up shop and, you know, that was 2010. You were like, I'm, ho- you were <laughs> so, like, I'm home. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, at some point you had to say, hey, I'm in L.A. now. So my old agent, I'm sorry, we got to part ways. Yeah, and and that was really tough. I know you got me Steven Seagal. I know you got me the Macy's, but. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that was actually, so my New Orleans agent, I kept my New Orleans agent for a little while um, when I was living out here and just kind of like p- playing that game too, like doing right. the New Orleans local, local hire stuff. stuff. And yeah. then, um but yeah, my New York agent, you know, it was really, it, it was a, it was a tough breakup. Yeah. <laughs> um, for her, especially. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> She's like, what about like, Shameless? We almost had it. I know. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I, I ended up switching representation because I definitely wanted um, just people that were more tapped in here in Los Angeles. That's fair. So, yeah. You know, and, and that was just a little challenging, I felt, you know, because it was like, she was in New York and I was out here. Right. And so, um I ended up signing with Don Buckwald at that time. Cool, but you didn't get on Howard Stern. Howard Stern? Yeah, because he reps Howard Stern. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, I didn't know that. You're but, still uh, with Don Buckwald? I'm not with Don uh, Buckwald anymore. I was going to say, hit, yeah. hit him up. I know, right? <laughs> a few like, more years. Yeah. Now, what Stern. is Don Buckwald like? Cause uh, that agency was really, it was really nice. I mean... Did you meet him directly? No, I think he had passed away by that time, I believe. Oh, is he dead? I think, <laughs> you know, he's actually, so let, let me so actually, sensitive. my, um, I don't think you know, dead. I let me not, because I don't know. Yeah. And uh, we have no you guys idea. can fact check later on, but yeah. uh, we can edit that out. Uh, Don Buckwald, <laughs> I never, never met him. Um, <laughs> but I know by that time, his daughter was running the company um, by the time I came on. So, yeah. It was a really big agency, and it was my first taste of, you know, really working with, like, you know, the L.A. power agency type of thing. And um, But they helped me really get my foot in the door. Um, I mean, by the time 2011 came around, I mean, it was like, whoa, this is what this is like to, mm-hmm. to now officially be a working actor, you know. And so I was just. Is the is the power agency as you describe it? Is that it's way better than an other agency, a boutique? Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think there's just a lot of, um, you know, I, I said that because there's always a lot of hype around those type of agencies. Better you in know? some ways. Yeah, I know yeah. people connections, connections, big right. time, and um, just reputation. You I know? would imagine it's I mean, much better. Well, you're yeah. just a smaller fish. Exactly. That, that's the yeah. trade off. Yeah, and I think for me. There's just something, look, I, I love working and whoever, you know, can allow that to happen or make that happen, I'm down with it. But I have such a profound respect for boutique agencies. I'm actually with like a, a more boutique type agency now. Who are you with? Um, I'm with Pakula King and Associates. They're awesome. They've been around, I think, for 25 years or maybe longer. 
And um, they keep their list very, very short, very tight. And I like quality that. Quality over quantity. Exactly. Yep. And, you know, it's it's um, it's great because it's you have more of a connection with them. They kind of know who you are, know your essence a little bit more. And yeah. so, you know, when they're pr- pitching you for projects, it's not so much like the specs. It's like, oh, well, this girl has that vibe. And, right. you know, let's see, you know, will they see her for this, even though it doesn't say blah, 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 on the breakdown. That's, right. what, that's what you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you friends with your agent or is it like, I think it's more normal just to keep the business professional. I, it's, we definitely have a professional relationship. Uh, but I definitely, I love like kind of doing the popping, popping by. I don't recommend that for everyone because agents are like, you know, extremely busy and yeah, you don't right. want to just be like, Hey, you know, but I, I don't do that at Clear Blue. I definitely call <laughs> or send an email and be like, hey, can I come by and bring you guys some champagne or something? Well, you know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coffee quality. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm more um, of a Folgers guy. <laughs> you know what? That's all I brought today. Hey, that's that's a sign of, you know, celebration <laughs> or whatever. But, you know, I, I just uh, I try to keep that relationship as professional as possible. And um and also just let them know how much I appreciate them because I know how much they work their butts off. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just, I know. So yeah. stay on the radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was the first like kind of bigger project you booked after you moved to LA? Medea. Uh, Medea, I would say yes, but gosh, I mean, I, I did, I think, Graceland was pretty awesome. Days of Our Lives. Did they shoot that in LA? No, we actually shot that out in Florida. Okay, I thought yeah. they shot somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Days of Our Lives was pretty awesome. I mean, that that was a really fun... Uh, I feel like that was pretty big for me. Yeah. Um, How big was the role? You did a couple episodes, right? Mm-hmm, did days. a couple of episodes, yeah. and I played a, a police officer on there that was nice. like uncovering a crime. There you go. <laughs> so, Definitely had a secret then. Yeah. It, I had, there you go. Yes, I had a secret. I was like, I think he did it. Nice. <laughs> but I knew the secret was. Right. The actor was away. <laughs> so okay. He took a vacation. Um, but, you know... I, I, and then, yeah, I mean, 2017, gosh, I keep getting my dates mixed up. No, 2017 is when I did Medea's Medea. family funeral. And, um, and yeah, that was just, that was awesome. Oh, a funeral was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you see the movie, the funeral was very awesome. But you were, but you were like an extra on a Tyler Perry movie at one mm-hmm. point, right? Yeah. So did you have any relationship with Tyler Perry as an extra or any of the production? No, I mean, it's so funny because I, I met Tyler Perry through Dr. Maya Angelou, who... Um, you were in her class, oh, right? I was in her class. You felt like a caged wow. bird in that class. Cr- it was so I tough. Felt, actually, I felt like a bird <laughs> out of the cage <laughs> in Ooh, that class, you, you know? Go. No, it was... Gosh, I mean, I actually hit up one of my fellow classmates who took that class with me to be like, yo, can you send me the books that we had or something? Because... Wow. I, I lost a lot of that stuff when I moved here, but um, but that was such an awesome class to learn poetry from from Doctor Maya insane. Angelou. What's your yeah. favorite poem of hers? Oh gosh, so many. Ph- phenomenal woman. Um, Still I rise. Uh, Aaron's quite the you, poet. You named yourself. all the ones I could name. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> woman work. Like she has so many. A lot of ones that have like woman and a like a verb or something. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she she was she was awesome and you know, she looked out for me while I was in North Carolina and you know, and and she was the one that, you know, connected me with Tyler Perry and had for, me for the extra role. Yeah, well, it was supposed to just be a general meeting. That's mm. what it was supposed to be. Okay. And they were in the middle of filming Medea goes to jail. And so I lost count of how many there are. There's there, a lot. Uh, either 10 or 12. 
people keep going. People you know, keep watching. Medea keeps yeah. going somewhere. I know. Yeah. Medea's dead. It's the last one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, I don't know, but I don't know if she's quite dead yet. Yeah. We'll see. But um, but yeah, so I, I ended up going there while they were filming Medea Goes to Jail, and it was their last day of filming. And Tyler was like, you want to be in the movie? And I was like, yeah. And he was just like, we don't have any we don't have any roles for you. Like, you know, this is our last day. Everything's been cast. And he was like, you could be in this uh, the scene with uh, with these people. And I was like, okay. And so I get in the makeup chair with old, these people. How old were you, roughly? Oh God! How old was I? I was out of college. It was two thousand eight. How old that makes you? Right, you don't need to say. Yeah. Exactly, I'm trying to. I, I, I seriously can't you're. remember. We don't but, care about numbers here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Um, I'm a I'm a young girl. Um, but I get in the hair makeup chair, and Viola Davis is sitting next to me, and uh, Keisha Knight Pulliam, who played uh, Rudy on the Cosby Show, she's yeah. like next to me too. So. Those are the two women I was in the scene with as as an extra. And, you know, over the years after that, I had auditioned for Tyler Perry. Like, gosh. Now, is he ever in the room when you auditioned? Yeah, there was a couple yeah. times I auditioned. I was working at a restaurant out here in L.A. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't serve on him, but I was like, you know, the table next to him. And I was like, hey. And yeah. you know, <laughs> he knew he remembers like, you. Um, you know, it's hard to tell. I don't yeah. know if he did remember me. He was like, that. Hey, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he was very, you know, he's, he's a businessman. So he was very yeah. focused, but, um, on what he had going on. He was like, could I get a refill? Yeah, exactly. Sorry. He was like on his phone and I was like, hey, <laughs> okay. but I was like, you know what? Let me not get fired. You probably dropped so. the Maya Angelou when yeah. you saw him again. You know, I, I never did. Um, when I mm. saw him around, um, cause it's just such a, you know, I, I didn't know how to bring it up or whatever, but. I I did have a feeling though a couple times when I like tested for him for other stuff that he you know knew who I was but you know hats off to him because you know it's really easy to you know kind of pull that card a little bit in this business they like, go oh, I know that person and which sure. I actually don't have a problem with that but um but he never like really played that you know like yeah, he yeah, never yeah. was like oh that's the girl from that dr angelo like right. it was all about like you know can she act can she do the role is she, she right for this fit. project yeah. exactly and so um so yeah so i mean i promise you i probably auditioned for tyler maybe 20 times wow. <laughs> after yeah. and they're like are you messing with me yeah, sir <laughs> i was just like oh am i like yeah. what's going on here you know right. and then um yeah, I mean, even before Medea's family funeral, I auditioned for another project of his, like... He's got so many. prior, yeah. Meet yeah. the Browns. All, I can't even name all of them. There's the so many. And the have-nots. And, and uh, this was for the, uh, the gosh, oh, gosh, that show that was on TLC. Meet I the Browns. Remember. No, not Meet that the Browns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Was, uh, You're right. Anyway, I can't remember, but... Um, but I, I, I tested for his uh, in front of his producer for that one, and I was like, I'm gonna get this one, and like mm. nothing happened. <laughs> so I was <laughs> like, Wow, okay, this is a really like tough cookie. T- Tyler's you know, like, got jokes. Yeah, He's got jokes. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so I ended up just putting myself on tape for Medea's family funeral, and didn't think much of it. Booked and a couple of weeks later, I ended up booking it, and so then I ended up going to Atlanta, and then mm. we ended up shooting this movie, and I was like, Wow, and. And it was a very special time because I just felt like something was happening, you know, like just again, like on a, on a deeper level, yeah. you know, and um, 
And we just, when we got there, we all had these, you know, crazy stories of like how broke we were or how we were struggling. And, you know, some people going through like these crazy breakups and just, you know, and we got to do this movie together and just had so much fun and like mm. was laughing and Tyler was making jokes. And, you know, like we just, we had such a great time working on this movie and we just knew that it was something just whatever came out of it, you know, at the end of the day didn't matter, but we just knew that it was something special that we had all been a part of. And then two years later it came out. And so, you know, and you finally got to have like a relationship with him that was separate from, you know, Dr. Yeah. Like was he close with the cast? Uh, Yeah, he was. I mean, he was also part of the cast. He was, he was part of the cast. And that's what also made it really fun too, because when he's, you know, stay in character. I was gonna ask. a couple times, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's so it's, it's, like, it's, it's enough so already. Crafty, <laughs> such a paradox, you know, because yeah. like because he plays three characters in the movie, and so you know he would do the characters, and then you know have to also like switch switch it off and go into director mode. So he oh. would still be in oh, costume. He was, dir- he was directing it as well. Yes. So it's like you're getting directed by Medea. Yeah. And and then you like you're getting directed by Uncle Joe and then Uncle Heathrow, you know, like <laughs> And then Medea's like, Where are these red vines? I want red vines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just like it was so like so crazy. confusing. Yeah. But does he drop the the voice? He doesn't drop anything. He's a consummate professional. Yeah. yeah. Some like it was it was funny because like he will like when he was Medea, you know, and then like he'll, you know, turn the cameras and then be director and he would just be like, Okay, move the chair there, do this, do that, da 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 da. And then you'd be like, okay, action. You know, and we're like, wait, yeah. who, who, like, what? <laughs> Who's yeah. talking right now, you know? But then it was funny, too, because when he's in character as that person, he's also directing, too, at the same time. So mm. it was, like, the same thing where he's, like... That, but that character's directing now. Yeah. yeah. And then he would be, like, Medea, Medea, Medea. And then, like, action. <laughs> no, no, Medea, Medea, Medea. Cut. And it's like, yeah. what? You know, so... Was he watching playback after, or was yeah. he just kind of trusting whoever, like, the DP was? No, like, he was watching it. playback. Every time. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, um, and it's so cool the way they had it set up for him is, um, you know, he, he had, like, an iPod, uh, iPad that had all the monitors and stuff on it, so they would just, like, hand it to him after the shot is set up, and he'd, like, look at it and be like, okay, that's a good shot. I like that. Mm. All right, great. And hand the iPad pad back and, and be like okay continue. action you know so was there ever anything like ah like to himself like, i didn't like what i did or like like that or was he just like no nah, that was great about himself part. about himself you know i can't remember it i don't think so i mean we you know he's been doing it for such a long time yeah. that he just has it down to a science and yeah. so he's just like this is you know this is how we just do rose. it that was me snapping by the way <laughs> so. for the folks at home there it yeah. is oh there we go and he uh <laughs> he writes them too right he writes them. He produces. He directs. So does he allow any acts in some of them? Actors to ad lib or yeah, that is the thing that I um hey yeah. uh, that that is the thing that was really cool about working with him is um to be able to to make it your own and you know just add your little flavor here and there and I mean before I I booked it you know a couple of friends of mine that I worked with him they told me that they're like you know it'd be smart for you to just have a couple just lines in your back pocket of like, you know, just say, just throw this in here. If you, you know, see how he reacts to it, if he likes it or not. And, you know, what was your line? Oh my, oh gosh, I can't remember (laughs) now. That was like a while ago, but uh, 
I don't know. Let's I do the audition right here, right now. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I think I definitely added a couple like, like oh, Medea, you know, like, <laughs> yes. stuff. Yeah, Medea, you crazy. Like, like, <laughs> exactly. You know, but um, but yeah. So so it was definitely fun, and I I like the the looseness of it, you right. know. So so good. So he loved working with you so much. By the time he's ready to shoot <laughs> the Oval uh-huh. Wednesdays, BET. Yeah. He said, "I need Sierra to play a part in this." Straight, uh, straight uh, contract or whatever. I, I hope that's what happened. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I it was the same process. You know, I had to audition as well. I had to go and test for it as well. There were a lot of people there. But this time, you've worked with them before. I've yeah, worked with ha- them before. Have a little in. Ha- I had a, I had a maybe a toe in. Pep in you your know? step. You're mm-hmm. like, guys, I got this. Yeah, and so, you know, I mean, it still didn't take away the fact, like, I think we're always going to be nervous when we go into those situations. And, but I, I definitely felt more just confident and just more like, Hey, I'm just going to, you know, take the leap and see what happens. And, you know, while I was um, actually testing for that right before I had flown out to New York because I had to go to the premiere. She's got to have it because I was, I did a couple episodes Netflix, right? yeah, on Netflix, yeah. I did a couple episodes of that. And so that, those days I was in New York and we, you know, we're preparing to go and do the red carpet, do the premiere stuff. And then I get the call saying, oh, no, you actually have to go down to Atlanta. And it was, this is the day of the premiere. And so mm. I was like, OK, I'm just going to surrender. <laughs> you know, like we just yeah. did this big, like, you know, migration, got all the stylists and hair and all this stuff ready for the red carpet. And now I got to like, you know, and Take then off. I, I. I was also auditioning for both shows, both Sisters and The Oval. So mm. they sent me the scripts. They sent me all this stuff. So it was a bunch of stuff to prepare for. It was a lot, yeah. you know, and, and the place that I was staying at, we didn't have a printer. So I had to, like, go down 125th Street, go to Kinko's, print everything out. Like, yeah. Make you know, sure you just, don't leave it in the copy. Exactly. <laughs> and so it was just like, you know, I think I had gotten off the, the plane, like, that Wednesday morning. By that afternoon, I found out about I had to fly out to Atlanta the next day. So I was just like trying to get all my lines right. My boyfriend's, like, helping me, like, just trying to get everything together. Then I get on a 6 a.m. flight the next day, go down to Atlanta. And by that time, I was just like, you know, whatever is, like, meant to be is going to be, like, you know, I did all I can do. You know, I don't know if I even remember these lines or whatever. Like, maybe I could throw some extra things in there. I didn't even have, like, anything really to wear. So I just, like, kind of, like, threw, like, this dress on it. Yeah. You know, and so I just, I went in there and I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to just try to just bring my, bring my essence to it and just see what mm-hmm. happens. So Nice. And, and I've heard that once you've worked with him, he likes to keep bringing you in for stuff. I had a friend that was on multiple episodes of the haves and the have nots. Oh, nice. And he said that like, he's so cool. And then like, he would just constantly bring him back for more stuff. Kevin? Was, yeah. Because nice. he was just like, oh, he just, we got along so well. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I think, you know, that that's always what I heard too. And, you know, during that process of me like auditioning for those 20 other projects, I was yeah. like, did he, I mean, I guess I was an extra, he, so he probably didn't really get he's to He's like, like, is she cool to hang out with? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Let's find out. Is she cool by the 20th day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, but, um, but I, I think that, I mean, I think a lot of directors are like that. I mean, you know, I, I just heard Martin Scorsese had that table talk with um, Joe Pesci and Al Pacino and Robert De Niro just talking about. Oh, the one on Netflix? Mm-hmm, yeah, on the Netflix. conversation. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. great. 
And just talking about the idea of, you know, bringing someone new into that relationship that they've had for the last 20, 30 years and how challenging it would be. And so I think um, a lot of what we do, you know, does require a lot of trust and a lot of like good vibes and everything. And so, you know, I, I, I feel like, yeah, doing Medea's family funeral definitely helped, you know, for him to like kind of vibe me out and me vibe him out. And then, you know, now doing the oval and, you know, I think, also, too, he really tries to hire people that can just work with his flow. I mean, mm. he works really fast. Yeah. Um, we did. We shot the Oval in six weeks. We had 25 episodes. Oh, holy and shit. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And two also, takes and, and moving on. Sometimes not even two, you know. Just, okay. And um, How and long is also, each episode? Each episode is an hour. Wow. Yeah. And he was also uh, yeah. filming Sisters at the same time. And so... Um, you know, it's really quick stuff. And so you just got to go in there. You got to hire the people that just know how to just do this. And again, like, I think that that's where my theater background just saved my life, you know, in a lot of ways, um, especially with this work, because you got to just like live in your character. And even if you don't know your line, you don't remember it, like you're going to respond and speak truthfully in your character, you Mm. know, while that camera is on. And so, um, so yeah, so it was just it was really great, and you know, hoping we come back for season two. And, oh hell yeah, we're know. gonna make that happen. Yeah, yeah. surviving yeah. Hollywood team, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. IMDb uh, says it's a soap opera, but it, is it a soap opera? It's not like it's like looks doesn't look like a soap opera. Right? You know, he actually categorized it as a soap opera. Mm. Um, that's what I heard, and okay. so. That's what yeah, I'm but gonna go with, <laughs> but it's a drama. Yeah, it seems know? to be shot like a regular drama. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the only two shows I've seen. Well, I'm gonna watch The Oval. Is mm-hmm. that that's out currently? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. We just uh, had our mid-season finale. Well, tell us about it. Nobody even knows. Let's. Oh, I, why is, yes, is The Oval yes. gonna be great? The Oval is great. Yeah. I love The Oval. It's such a it's an addicting show because mm. <laughs> there's so much drama going on. I've seen but. games people play on BET. You ever seen oh, that? Oh yeah, I auditioned for that. Oh, okay. I remember that. Yeah, a um, friend is on that show. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, Sharonis, okay. a friend of ours. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah, so there's a couple like BET is you know really shifting their network around and getting a lot of new yeah. original scripted TV, and so The Oval. You know, we're on there. Um, I believe even now it's still the number one uh, drama on on that network. Nice. And um, it's just all about the behind the scenes of the White House. Mm-hmm. You know, is it more like Trump's White House or Obama's White House? <laughs> okay. It's it's a it's <laughs> good question. It is. Yeah. Gosh, that is a really good, question. good question. I don't even know how to answer that um, because you know what they one of the really main things about it. He talks about it. It's not about the politics. You know, of just the what relationships, this, it's the relationships yeah. and it's all about like the staff of the White House. So like, yes, you have the first lady and, and the president um, and the kids. But then you get to see like, OK, well, what's the administration like? You know, what uh, what what's the butler's life? The president's like? obviously cheating on his wife, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's more like Bill Clinton's uh, White House. Yeah, yeah, exa- uh, well, they all they uh, all cheated, uh, dude. They all cheated. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> God bless. We America. won't let her answer that. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. That's I, don't, uh, I, I don't think that's too outrageous to say that Bill Clinton cheated on his wife in the White House. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. It, it's not outrageous. I, mean, it, <laughs> I think know. it's been proven. Yeah, there was some proof. Um, now, I did read, and tell me if you know this or not, but that Tyler Perry does not have a writer's room. He writes every single show all on his own. What? Yeah. Is that true? I Yeah. I mean. I mean, I don't even know that's how that's possible. 
Like that's especially been twenty five episodes, then the movies and then yeah, and then yeah, two the shows way at his, once. His brain works. He's just always thinking of the next thing. You know, um, I know. Right when we wrapped the Oval, there was a rumor going around saying that he had already left to go on his ranch to start writing two new shows or writing wow. the next season of the Oval. I don't know how true it is, but yeah. Sounds, you know, like but I, you were I don't know. It was. Yeah, like I, well, yeah. I don't know. Like when I say I don't know how true it was, I I wasn't. I don't know. Like if he had left already or if he was like already on his ranch, but like that's how his mind like just works. Like in the moment and everything. I mean. He, he's like, oh, that's a great idea for a show. Or, you know, like, so he mm. just talks you're like, about. You're, you're in mid-conversation. He's like, oh, that's good. I'll write yeah, that down. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we had a couple of conversations like that, just like, you know, amongst the cast and, you know, with him around and stuff. And, you know, so he he's definitely like. His, Does he ever his take a day always, off? You know, Is there ever a vacation? I, I do know on the weekends he, he likes to just, you okay. know, relax and everything. And then okay. he has he has a ranch somewhere, uh, I think, in the Midwest, and that's where he likes to go oh. and just, like, kick back and relax. And I think he also goes, like, to, like, like a tropical island somewhere, too, and, like, oh. relax. So okay. he definitely, uh, he works really hard, but he plays hard, too. Are you, you his know? friend? Now? Am I his friend? In my head, yeah, I'm his friend. <laughs> so, Professional friend. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he's a great boss to work with. Yeah. And Seems so, like a great guy. Yeah, he's a really great guy. Just very, um, you know, what I like about him a lot is, you know, he's very just spiritually humble. You mm -hmm. know, he just talks a lot about faith and like, you know, yeah. how he just kind of stayed the course with everything. I mean, there's just a lot to be said about a guy who was homeless and, you know, used to be a janitor. Mm now you runs know, his own studio runs his own studio Same. and you know has tv shows and you know successful movies and tv shows and broadway I mean, yeah i don't know if he's done broadway but oh he he does his uh his plays yeah that um that travel you know the country and stuff Off broadway and so, yeah yeah and um you know i just i find him so inspiring to just be around and to just like work with you know yeah like I was telling my boyfriend the other day, I was like, man, like that's my, the, the thing that I enjoy most about being on set is to just observe the people that are in charge or like observe the, you know, the lead actors and stuff to just see how they are as people. And, mm. and I got to say, you know, when you're around Tyler, you're working with him, like, yeah, you know, he's the boss, he's the captain of the ship, but he's also just, you know, he's, he's fun. He's a great guy to be around. I mean, sometimes at the end of the night, like he would just start playing music <laughs> for the crew and everybody. Like uh, one night, um, it was so funny. He just, he started playing NSYNC songs and we were like, heck yeah, tearing up my heart. You know, <laughs> yes. like, you know, just to keep it light because, you know, when you are working like that, you do get tired yeah, and you lot. can get very cranky and just, right. you know, and so it's, it's really cool to just, you know, have a boss that, you know, it's all about like cracking the whip all the time, right. you know, so he gets it. Yeah. So of all the, all the TV shows and the films and all that kind of stuff, um, what are you most proud of? And what advice do you have for somebody that's out there working at that restaurant? That's like, I don't know if I'm going to I'm gonna cut out for this. What am I going to do? You know, I, I think my body work and as a total totality, I mean, you know, even the stuff, the children's theater stuff that I was doing back when I was 12 years old. I mean, I'm proud of all of it mm. um, because I, I truly feel that every project, you know, teaches me something. I learn something from it. I grow. Um, 
you know, and, and I get to just discover more parts of myself that I didn't know existed or, or I don't even want to share, but then it's like, oh, I get to share through this character. So I'm proud of all of the work that I've done. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud too that, you know, I've stuck around this long, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, I've been in L.A. for 10 years, but I was also in New York for a couple of years. I did this in college. I would, went to performing arts high school. So, you know, it's definitely been maybe 20 years now in the making. But um, but yeah, that that is all of that. I'm proud of the, the, the highs and the extreme lows. I mean, I think it's all made me a better person, better artist, better woman you know, all throughout. And so um, it's definitely made me a better teacher as well. And so when I talk to people who want to do this and, you know, go into this business, you know, that's the main thing I say to them is just like, know who you are. First of all, you're not going to always have the answer. You Mm. know, you can't just like, go, I am this, like, you know, that's always ever changing, ever evolving, but, you know, just know who you are on the inside, you know, trust your gut you know, if this is a calling that you have, you know, there's a reason why you have that calling. There's a, there's a why, and you can also search for that and find the answer to that. But, you know, who you are and why you're doing what you're doing is going to always serve you. And when you are trying to figure out, should I keep going or should I not, you know, or, you know, should I do this project or should I not? Or if you're in a compromising position, you know, should I do what this person's asking me or should I not? Like, you know, it's, do you feel like people ever try to change who you were? Oh yeah. And Agents I think mostly or yeah and, yeah. and you know, but also too, you know, there's a big part of my career where I didn't know who I was. Mm. You know, I, I tried to be, you know, all the things that I thought, you know, would appease all the powers that be, you know, and I really think over the last couple of years is when I really started to just get grounded in who I was and being like, okay, this is the type of woman I am. This is the type of actress I am. These are the type of projects, but. And what do you feel that that is? Yeah, what is that for you, um, like for you specifically? You know, I'm, I, I'm still defining it, honestly, okay. but, um, you know, I would say one of the main things is when I was in college, you know, um, they always, you know, would try to put me in the background or, you know, say I was too strong to play this role or too tall mm. or, you know, I'm black or, you know, that type of stuff. And so I try to not be those things. You know, I try to lessen myself to try to fit into, oh, well, you know, let me be more girl next door or let me try to, you know, up my quirkiness even more (laughs) so I can, Mm. you know, fit in and, and be, you know, one of the leads in the plays or, you know, that type of stuff. And, you know, I tried doing that for so long, just even in my career, and and it never was authentic or genuine, mm. you know, to who I was. And so, um, you know, even when I first came out here, you know, and, and the, I've always gotten this note from people like, you know, you're very sophisticated or, you know, like you have like a mature quality about you. And I used to just try to like push that off and just try to be like, no, I'm not yeah. like, don't say that about Didn't do me. something silly. Yeah. Oh. And but you know, I, I've started owning that for the last couple of years and it's not, and not look at it as a bad thing. And right. I don't know why well, I always thought thing. it was a bad thing, right. you know? Right. And, um, and I'm still, you know, like I'm, I'm Sierra, I'm, I'm still fun. I'm light. I'm, you know, I have my quirky moments, but you know, I, I definitely stand firm in, in my beliefs on things and, you know, I'm, I'm strong. I am sophisticated. You know, I, 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 feel comfortable in my sensuality. And so all those things I bring to my characters. And a lot of times my characters teach me how to be okay 
with that, you know, how to be okay with being vulnerable, how to be okay with being strong and how to be okay with fighting and how to be okay with, you know, standing in front of the camera in a swimsuit, you know, like stuff like that. And so everybody's journey is different. You know, I, I, you know, especially us women in this industry. And so I think finally over the last couple of years, I'm, I just started to really grow into who I am and, and who I feel like I'm meant to be. And that's an ongoing journey. So, you know, stay tuned, more to come. Nice. <laughs> Whoa. I love it. And then besides the acting, I know you also have a cosmetic line as well. Are you I, vegan? I am vegan. These guys yeah. are Yay. vegan. Hey. Shout out, shout out vegan power. Oh. Vegan. I don't I'm even supportive. know what the sign for vegan would be, uh, but I'd be like, I don't know. What's Peace. Up? Peace. We're not, we're not yeah. ordering that meatloaf. No, no, no. I don't think I ever ate meatloaf <laughs> or I never liked it whenever I had it. So, but yeah, so Sincerely Cosmetics, I'm actually, you know, at a, in a process right now where I'm trying to repackage and rebrand the whole uh, company and um, but I love it. It's it's all vegan, toxic Why? free. Awesome. Um, because I just want to rebrand. S- That's pretty hardcore. Yeah, it's it's really it's not an easy thing to do. So dumping all. all the old materials and exactly, and it's hard, you know. Yeah. But I, I sold a lot of stuff, so I don't have that much, you know, okay. left. But um, but yeah, I just I, I even more so just want to get more into just like natural, holistic health products and cosmetic products. And so I just want to like just strip my brand back even more and just also minimalize it as well because Mm. there is such an array of things. And I'm like, you know, getting true to the type of colors that I wear, I want to like just take it. I mean, obviously serve my customers. In terms of packaging, you mean? Mm-hmm. Is this an online yeah. business or are there it brick is and mortar? A, it is an online business and all the shipments come from me. And so. why did you decide to do this? Um, because. Yeah, I mean, just, you're already successful. Why would you need to? Like, oh, let's take on a whole new other endeavor. <laughs> well, no, no. Um, well, thank you guys. I, I have really sensitive skin. Okay. And so that was also a really challenging thing when I would book a job and go on it and get in a makeup chair and I'd be like, okay, I can't wear that. I can't wear that. I can't wear that. And I'm like, oh, wait, what can you wear? <laughs> you know, like, and lipstick had always been a really big thing for me um, because I'm allergic to a lot of the ingredients and in a lot of mm. lipsticks nowadays. And I was like, man, I really, I have to figure this out because I can't book these jobs and be an actress and not be able to wear red lipstick that they want me to or need me to. And so I was just in my kitchen. My dad was visiting me, and I was, like, literally taking crushed beet powder, mixing it up with, like, coconut oil and, like, all these other, like, little things. And I just started making this stuff myself. And thank God I was able to find a manufacturer that can help me, you know, manufacture and package this stuff. But um, that's how it came about because I wanted to bring my own stuff to set yeah. that I could wear. That's cool. And so, um, you're so wear- yeah. You're wearing it now? I am wearing Influence right now. Beautiful. The color. And Beautiful. Edgar told us that you have samples for all of us. <laughs> I don't know why Edgar said that, Edgar? but uh, but sure, yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll get to that at the end, but I do have one last question. Uh-huh. How do you know when to get a PR rep? For you, hmm. what point in your career? What point in your career? I definitely think when um, when you have something that you're a part of that's going out into the world, you need help with that big time. Um, I played around with doing the PR stuff even prior to um, Medea's family funeral coming out. And at one point, you know, I was doing it myself. I mean, yeah. we we're all doing it on some level because we have social media and everything. Um I don't know how much trouble I would get into by saying this or even recommending this to some actors, but I was, you know, moonlighting as my own publicist <laughs> a couple of times, you know, like like, the fake email, fake, fake email, email oh, yeah. getting myself on 
red carpets and stuff like that. And, um, you know, just rocking it out that way. And um, just, I, I think that having a publicist is important. Um, even, you know, if, if you don't have something big coming out or anything, like it's kind of cool to get with the publicist, you know, even prior to that, to just start thinking about your brand, start thinking about, you know, events and certain, you know, things that you want to go to, or even like press that's out there, because that's a whole world that, you know, I've learned through working with my publicist and there's a lot out there and there's only so much you can do on your own as an actor. And mm -hmm. so you definitely, you need, you need a cheerleader and, you know, you need somebody that's going to, going to get you here talking True. about, you know, surviving Hollywood. Hell yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Any one last piece of advice for someone out there? Hmm. Or anything we forgot to talk about? Not that, or yeah. Anything oh, else you want well, to talk about? I would, I have to plug uh, the Michael Storter Foundation. That is my nonprofit organization where I work with kids in underserved communities. And it's teach named them. after? It's after, well, I'm Michael Storter, so my dad's right. name is Michael. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and, um, but we might go over time if I do. But basically, it's a it's a organization where I work with uh, kids in, in underserved communities, and underserved meaning that they don't have a lot of access to arts programs, um, and also, you know, other resources as well. And so I teach them how to write a play or write a movie, and we put it up and have it shown to the city of Los Angeles and uh, oh, cool. in the world at large. A full 100-page movie? No. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a short film, and that's the big thing I try to teach them. I'm like, let's keep this thing to keep three it simple. to teach five them. pages. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Good. So, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but they always, they're like, we want to do a full movie. And I'm like, uh, Miss Sierra does not have it in her to yeah. do a full movie. Yeah. Like, There's I, nothing worse than a long short. Yeah, film. yeah. <laughs> Tell me I've done that. Sierra knows. Classic yeah. eye roll. Yeah, yeah. So. And then the part of that project was also something to do with, um, did that come from a play that you had done, mm -hmm. a one-woman play? Yeah, I think I remember so reading Michael's his, Daughter. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so I, I had a play that I did okay. that was about my life and having my father uh, be incarcerated. And so just with that really, through, through letters, through letters. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, he had written me letters and I written him back. And so I was like, you know, there's something here. And mm. at what know, age was he incarcerated? Um, well, this was not too long ago. I mean, this is when I was living out here in LA that oh, he, oh, wow. uh, you know, he was incarcerated. Well, when I had first moved to New York and then throughout me living out here in LA and, you know, it was a part of me. I just wanted to honor his story, but also like share my story too with uh, with our community out here in Los Angeles, and um, also just let people know out here that there's you know more to me, you know, than yeah. what I was like going in for and what I saw where I was starting to like kind of get into, uh, um, you know, get labeled or uh, what is it? Not so much typecast, but there was definitely kind a lane that yeah, sort of. yeah. What did you feel like, like you were getting thrown into as? Um, it was definitely, you know, some roles were just like hypersexualized or okay. like the lead guy's girlfriend and, mm. you know, and, and nothing wrong with those roles, but I just, I felt like I had something, you know, more to offer. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny now saying it because it's just like, you know, content is content, you know, and it's just like, I can't go in there and be like, I'm not going to play the sexy girl, but I'm going to play the girl that's, you know, talk about her dad's in prison, you know, like <laughs> type of thing. And so, yeah. you know, it, but hey, I, for me, I just wanted people to just yeah. like hear my story and just right. also see like, you have more hey, depth. Yeah, yeah, like this girl has something else going on and like she can do those other roles, but you know, like let's hear her story 
see what's going on with her. And, you know, maybe, you know, that can be a part of something down the line where, you know, I'm, I'm playing a character that comes from that background yeah. or something. So, you know, um, that, that's how that came about. And I had some success around doing that. And then I was like, you know what? I love working with young people Let me create my own foundation. So nice. That's, that's amazing. Nice. Yeah. How often do you, do you do that? It's once a year. Okay. We do, um, once, I'm, I'm, one same school or no, I actually do it in Panorama city. Okay. And, um, so that's the, uh, sixth district. And okay. so Los Angeles department of cultural affairs, they fund the program okay, to have cool. it out there. But, um, but I also, I've, I've taught at different high schools and stuff nice. uh, throughout the year. And, um, I used to do that for the East LA classic theater. Oh yeah. I used to I'm, go I'm to inter, like schools yeah. and like teach kids at yeah. have arts programs and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you, but you quit. No, they the, the program fell apart. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, unfortunately, a lot yeah, of those funding don't and have stuff. The funding. It just, yeah. yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, but it, I love it. I love working with young people. I, I see myself in them all the time, especially in our communities like that. You know, that are you know underserved or right. you know a lot of students I've had over the years. They've had parents incarcerated or you know are dealing with an array of issues at home, and so you know for me art was that thing that really just gave me a healthy outlet and mm. so i i'm like hey this is what i can Pay give you back. guys you yeah know, so awesome it's really great thanks um any uh plugs where can people find you uh people want to follow the you, cosmetic right? line uh, where yes. can they buy some yes you can go to sincerelycosmetics.com okay there's still some inventory left and i'm going fast going fast there it is it's gone sorry mistake. <laughs> i just put in my order <laughs> yeah exactly um and then i'm also on instagram and twitter okay. at sierra payton and then there's always my website sierrapayton.com so mm -hmm. love yeah. it yeah love it Thanks, guys. Thank you for hey, having, thank you coming. Awesome. Really appreciate it. You were amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be watching The Oval on Wednesdays. Yes. yes. The Oval oh, yeah, is on in. Wednesdays on BET at 9 Central, 10 Eastern. So okay. tweet yeah. about it. Whatever tweet it about it. And you heard it here. Season two is coming. It's it's coming. It's I don't know when, but it, it it's coming. It's, it's coming. in the books. So I can't wait for you guys to see what happens to Lily next. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank right, you. Cool.